Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Governor, you proposed uh, putting $1.1 billion more into basic education. That That's a big boost, 14% for public schools. But there is a significant gap there, $5.4 billion. So along with the uh, not insignificant problem of getting this through the legislature, uh, Republicans don't want to dip into the surplus, uh, and they are now making the argument that Commonwealth Court did not explicitly say more funding was needed to fix the state's unconstitutional school funding formula. So it sounds like uh, these sides are moving further apart on a solution not closer to one. So what happens from here on out? Are you going to continue to duke this out every year? How close are you, com- are you to coming up with a yeah. new funding formula? Well, Carol, look, I guess my glass is half full. I understand you're you're maybe sharing some perspectives where the glass is half empty. Uh, the Commonwealth Court ruled that we have an unconstitutional education system, and it's unconstitutional for two reasons. Number one, we don't invest enough in public education. And number two, we don't drive those dollars out in the most equitable manner, meaning into the districts that need it most. I propose that we get started on making major investments in public education. Obviously, Carol, they'd need to be sustained over many years to reach that $5 billion or so number that you cited. That's why my first year, the Philadelphia schools, just as an example, would see a 16% increase. That's $240 million more for our Philadelphia school students and obviously other districts in the Southeast, Norristown, others that have been falling behind would see significant increases as well. We need to make sure that our schools have what they need to give our kids the best opportunity to succeed. Now is the time to make these investments. I'll be doing what I always do, which is to try and bring Republicans and Democrats together to get stuff done. I've got a long track record of success in that area. Just last year, remember, I'm the only governor in the nation with a divided legislature, one branch led by or one house led by Democrats, one led by Republicans. Just last year, we were able to come together in order to make historic investments in education, in public safety, in economic development. We're going to continue to build on that. I understand this is a negotiation, but I also understand now's the time to invest. I am unwilling to sit back and do nothing like so many people in Harrisburg have done for so many years and have our students fall behind, have safety take a back seat, have us uh, be second to our neighboring states in economic opportunities. Now is the time to be bold. Now is the time to have vision. Now is the time to invest. And I do all of this with a balanced budget that doesn't raise taxes and maintains a surplus. You're going to try again on school vouchers to to bridge the gap. Could you sell that idea of uh, vouchers or uh, scholarships, as uh, I think you call them, to your fellow Democrats? Well, a voucher is where you take money out of the public school system. I want to put money into the public school system. But I have said many, many times that if we need to create a scholarship for poor kids in struggling school districts to get extra help, that should be something that unites all of us. And we've left room in this process 
to be able to do that. I think it's up to the Democratic leadership in the House that run the House and the Republican leadership in the Senate to run the Senate to find common ground on a whole host of issues that passed in one chamber, not the other. You cited one of them. Here's another minimum wage. The House passed a bill to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour, something I support. The Senate hasn't moved on that yet. They've shown a willingness to discuss it, just as the Democrats in the House have shown a willingness to discuss more scholarships for poor kids in struggling school districts. This is part of the negotiation. Back to something Carol said earlier, I think, Carol, if I'm quoting you, you said something about, are they just going to duke it out? I believe you said it that way. Um, If not, I apologize. I'm trying to paraphrase what you said. The bottom line here is that we've just begun this process. I think literally three or four days ago, I gave my budget address. Um, Lawmakers now need to do the hard work of analyzing my proposals, analyzing all these ideas. But their analysis shouldn't be an excuse for paralysis. We've seen too much paralysis in the legislature over too many years. That's why we've fallen behind. That's why we've got an unconstitutional education system, why we're 49th in the nation in higher ed, why we keep falling behind in economic development. Now is the time to make these investments. They need to analyze my plans carefully. They need to find common ground on on the other issues. And we need to get this done. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.